our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me, the beautiful boys, mm-hmm. coming back from the dead, Phil. Yes. You're back, you're alive, you Barely. survived whatever plague you had yeah. last yeah. week. Still have some whooping cough, but... Whooping? Whooping cough. A whooping, uh, whooping. I was like, a, a whooping cough, a whooping I don't cough. know what that is. Whooping. Also, Ben Smith. Hello. A beautiful, another beautiful lad. True. I've never had anyone describe me as a lad. You know... A lad, I feel like that's a special designation for someone you care for. Yeah. The lads, you know? Yeah. So, as I said, this is the HP Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for coming and hanging out. Comes to you from handsomephantom.com. And we appreciate everybody listening. Before we get fully started, I just want to see how you guys were doing overall. I mean, I just asked how you're doing. Like, the in general. What's yeah. new in your lives? Mm-hmm. Lately, my life has been consumed by all the normal stuff, but mm. also pack scheduling. Hell yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing confirmation emails in my dreams. I'm seeing color-coded calendars for our, all of our people going. I'm just I'm seeing the the predator party which is going to be off the hook. I'm just seeing packs. Yes. That's also was going to be part of my dream this week. Maybe I can come up with another one in the meantime. You know, I was thinking about PAX, and I was thinking about how I really don't want to get sick uh-huh. from being there. But it's like a 50-50 shot. It's a right of go passage. to one of these shows. Yeah. You know, if you're lucky, you can avoid it until you get home. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. You can get, like, Zycam, like the zinc uh-huh. tablets. That's not really supposed to do anything. Right? right. Yeah. It just makes you feel good about not. Vitamin C, you know, you yeah. can take a lot of it, but one like vitamin C capsule is more than you need in a month. So mm. does it make your pee interesting, like bright orange or I, something? My pee is always interesting. Oh, well. So my first day back at work, I was so sick. Someone gave me a vitamin C and it was, it was a swallow pill and I thought it was a chewable. Oh, no. I started going to town on that thing. It was bad. Real Yikes. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never understood. Well, I guess it makes sense somewhat, but people who can't swallow pills, so they yeah. chew them up, yeah. just swallow it. I have know? a hard time swallowing pills sometimes. But They're big boys. I do it. I mean, yeah. it's tough to do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think if you're just like getting sick at PAX or E3 or one of these one of these big shows we go to, just like take a bunch of speed. Yeah. You're good to go. I mean, practically. Yeah. I was, by the end of E3 last year, I was sick as a dog. Yeah. I remember we were... At someone at someone's house because it was Airbnb, so I was uh-huh. sleeping on some random person's couch. Yeah, I remember laying there. It was like one thirty in the morning, and I felt like I was dying. Yeah, I was like, "Well, 
Not good. I would rather there isn't anywhere else in the world. I'd rather be right now. So yeah, that's <laughs> even true. though I'm dying. <laughs> so when we went the packs together the first year, yes, that we went, I was very very sick. The next year at E3, you were very very sick. PAX East, it's not me or you. It's got to be somebody different. Oh, yeah. I got sick coming home when we got home from PAX East last No, year. it doesn't count. Mm. You got to be sick at the event mm-hmm. for it to count towards the quota. Uh-huh. That's fair. Here's the question. Dave, look out. How effective when you're at shows like this is it to use hand sanitizer regularly? I th- okay. I think it is effective to some extent. I mean, you know, they say the thing about de- desensitizing the germs to the hand sanitizer and everything. But the fact of the matter is that's not, you know, like, like if you're sick at shows, you're not getting sick the day of. Yeah, right. Like when you catch germs, they have a, a like a germination period that they have to go through. So like chances right. are, if you get sick at PAX at, in the first couple of days, you definitely had something happening before you left for home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now some people are much more needing of sleep and susceptible to things like that. Um, of course, people with immune comp- uh, compromised immune systems, that's going to be a different thing. But sure, like if you get sick. Pack starts on Thursday. If you're sick by Saturday, it ain't Pax's fault. You brought it with you. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing. I always try to be very like aware, like washing my hands before I eat yeah. every time because I don't do that normally. Yeah, I don't know. Do you do that? No, do you, that's the thing. I, I just, don't have time for that. No one has time for that. No, that's the thing. Yeah, like I pretty much wash my hands in the shower and when when I go to the bathroom, that's it. Yeah. When my wife's around, yeah, like because <laughs> because I'll come home from work and we'll be sitting down to eat. She's like, "You wash your hands." I was like, "I have eaten six times today without washing my hands." Like every time I have to grab something, there's no time to wash your hands. And you deal with money. I don't really deal with money. Oh, okay. I deal with people that deal with money. Gotcha. Brandon yeah. has gotten better about this, but. I swear that I've heard Brandon wash his hands before and after. He oh, pees. He, definitely he does. Has. He does. I'll yeah. walk into the bathroom with him. He'll wash his hands. I'll be done peeing. He'll go pee and then he'll wash his hands on the way out. Let's think about this critically for just a second. He's only got on, germs on, on Brandon's, his his, Brandon's penis real yeah. quick. I understand, Brandon. Is yeah. he worried that he, his penis will take in the, like, any kind of germs yeah. or sickness? Whatever he's already got on it. Is I don't feel like it's a little irrational, but at least it makes sense. It's rational in a neurotic way. Let me okay. tell you why I'm okay with it and why it makes sense. I was once at a Mexican restaurant with my friend Tom. Okay. Tom put some really hot sauce on his food. Yeah. Oh. Tom then went to the bathroom. Tom then found himself having to put his dick in the sink and wash off the hot sauce Imagine that was on his that. hands. And uh, you don't want to be that. You don't want to no, be like no, Tom. No. So that's different, though. Hot sauce. You, you, you know, just don't know. If you, you don't pull know that, that's it's a rookie rookie move. It is a yeah. rookie move. That's just that's bad foresight. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing. Brandon also is the guy who travels around with a jug of hand sanitizer in his car. Yes. And anytime he gets in or out of the car, he uses it. I love Brandon, but that's crazy. I do. I was keeping hand sanitizer in my car for a time. Yeah. And I was using it after I used the gas pump. That's way different than yeah. what I'm saying. I just hate how it dries your hands out. It does dry it your does. hands out for sure. Or especially if you're at PAX, it's going to be cold as fuck. It might not be cold as fuck this it, time. It looks like it's going to be nicer this year. Yeah. Man, that would be, yeah. that'd be the dream. Speaking of dreams, Whew. Phil. Yep. What'd you dream of this week? What did I dream of this week? Um, I just dreamed to be here because it has been a couple of weeks. So uh, I, I've dreamed of just getting back into a normal routine again. Vacation is over. Um, the sickness is going away. So I'm glad to just uh, be back into a regular routine. Works a little shitty right now. So I've been dreaming of the podcast, dreaming of uh, playing some video games again. And that's, uh, that's pretty much it's a very simple man's dream. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
nothing elaborate. Um, just nice to be back into a, a good swing of things just in time to leave and go to PAX. That's right. <laughs> so and get sick again. Just get sick again and start <laughs> the cycle all over again. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Man, we are leaving not next week. Like two weeks from tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I feel excited and also like... Anytime going away, I feel slightly anxious about it. Not like crippling at all. I'm just like, oh, man, this is a big deal coming up. Yeah. Mostly excited, energized, ready to go. I don't know. We fly so much now that I don't even get like I used to get butterflies, just a little like anxiousness before a trip. Mm. I just feels like a normal day. Four out of five times I fall asleep before the plane even like starts moving. Yeah, that's, that's true. Although this packs one of it's like last year, there was a lot of big stinky boys on there with us. Oh, yes. that's true. Was, uh, so were we big stinky boys? We were both smaller than the people sitting beside us. Well, true, but were we stinky? <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. I don't know about you. I was good. Here's what I'll say I tried about, not to be. <laughs> about PAX. Not to derail us, but Handsome Phantom is going to kick ass at PAX. Yes. Well, we always do. We always do. But this is this is the year. This we we're the year. we are we're not noobs to this anymore. We are have years of experience behind us yeah we got a, a very full team going yep. with very us. very full and talented team yeah yes. we, we got the tools we got the talent we we're ready to, to to totally hit it out of the park we am got I the, the tool or the talent the tool what <laughs> am i the tool or the talent I don't know. Um, I got Ben's droopy mic this week, so that's oh, fun. Does it keep it keeps sliding? falling down? It's, it's slowly. Going I'm sorry, further, dude. Further down. I just sat here. Issues with Ben's. Oh no. Equipment. Be all right. We'll say. Be all right. It's I'm not just, doing what it was meant to do. That's I'm all. Just I'm rubbing it a little bit. It'll go back up. Just. <laughs> you're just you're just making a ton of noise in the microphone. Sorry, no I'm trying to. Ben, what are you dreaming of? Well, I mentioned PAX earlier, and that's what my dream was going to be before you started talking about how we were doing and everything. Yeah. So I'm going to say PAX because that's all I can think about. Except for Apex Legends. Oh. We haven't really talked thoroughly about Apex Legends on this show, and that's fine. This isn't the show for talking about video games we've been playing. But I just want to say that, like, I've been playing Apex Legends with Brandon almost every night between, like, midnight and 3 a.m., sometimes later. And Don't blow your load too much because there will be time okay. to talk deeply. It's a very episode. good game, and everyone should play it. Uh, <laughs> that's always been my opinion. All I'm saying is... I'm, I'm dreaming about that. I like, I'd like to I think about playing it more often mm. than I should. Mm. Mm. My dream this week, a little tease tonight. Mm. We're recording a couple episodes for a new podcast. That's all. I'm not say. me. Not, not, not Ben, but it's going to be me, Phil mm -hmm. and boo. I will be there. The crew. And it's going to be coming out at an, we don't know when it's coming out, but I'm just excited because a new show is exciting. Spring 2019. So that's a that's almost a little tease there. Spring 2019. It's it something else. Mm -hmm. Spring 2019. So okay. I'm very excited to do a new show. Yeah. Look forward to it. I'm excited to listen to it, even though I I think I'll I'll do a um, companion. Oh. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yes. Are you going to do a podcast about the podcast? Yeah, I'm going to critique the <laughs> podcast. He's going to listen to it and give his thoughts. No, I'm going to, I'm the subject matter of the podcast, I will be following along with, I oh, think. I'm going to try it. Nice, nice. Are you guys ready for this week's very serious question? Yes, yes, please. This week's very serious question is Is Mario hot? Oh, man. I got a position on this, but it's not popular. Who would like to go first? I can start. Okay, Phil. Is Mario hot? Let me just start with this. Who doesn't love a mustache ride? Mm. I mean, if he did me? not have the mustache, I would have to say no. But I think I think in the era that he was created, 
um, when the mustache reigned supreme. He was probably the epitome of hot at that time, and we've slowly seen him kind of mold that dad bod a little bit um, into what's hot now. And I, I would say yes, I think Mario is hot. I think that Luigi, the skinnier, um, you know, lankier, dorkier brother, mm-hmm. would would also probably say that his brother is very hot, and um, he's also very popular. So hot in that sense as well. He's physically and he's very uh, strong. Yeah, he is. He is. So I would say yes. Ben. Yeah. Is Mario hot? No. Whoa. Ooh. And I'm 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 mostly saying this because I believe it, but partially I'm saying it because Phil said no. Mario is not hot because of a lot of different reasons. I mean, yes, popular. That doesn't always mean hot. I mean, come on, just look at Michael Moore. But if you look at Mario, he's he's short. He's kind of pudgy. Uh, he's got a mustache, which Phil uses as a positive point. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of facial hair and mustaches in general. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking hot, you have to define hot by pop culture, by how culture interprets attractiveness. Ron you know, Swanson. No. In the, 17, Swanson. In, in the 1700s, if you were thick yes. and mm-hmm. voluptuous... Mm-hmm. That was hot because it, you know, it meant you were from means. Still is now. It okay. We can still think it's hot, but pop culture does not define thick and voluptuous as hot. Usually, mm. they, they like the little scrawny stick people. All right, mm. and I'm not saying anything bad about either one. I'm just saying Mario, by definition of the 1980s, mustaches were still a little creepy. When you when you see serial killer movies. Do they have a mustache? Yeah, they probably do. When when you see culture from the eighties, a lot of those movies, mustaches, no, they weren't in. So I'm gonna say Mario's not hot, but it's the personality. Smokey the, and the bandit. It's the personality behind Phil, this is my time to talk. It's the personality <laughs> behind Mario that makes him hot. But it's not his looks. Hmm. Hmm. My response to is Mario hot? But you can always take my response to the very serious question because I've had time to think about it. Okay. But yeah. My response is, absolutely, Mario is hot. There you and go. And honestly, Ben, I'm slightly offended by what you said, and I'm ready to kick you out of my fucking house. You're just mad because I mentioned. Yes. You're just mad because I mentioned Michael Moore, and one time Phil told you you looked like him. It was the hat. <laughs> it was <the> hat. <laughs> Mario absolutely is. Hot. I saw a smirk on your face whenever I said that. Mario absolutely is hot, and honestly, I don't know how anybody could question it. Agreed. He saves the day over and over. He's strong. He's charming. He has ladies after him. Are they after him? Oh. Is he after them? You know, sometimes Peach, I think, plays hard to get. No. They always end up together in the end. They always end up together because Mario comes and steals her away. Mm, you ever, like, no, look look no, at no. the look at the wedding scenes. <laughs> I was with, just thinking with, about that. Look at the wedding yeah. scenes with, with Peach <laughs> and Bowser. Peach is like, fine. Until Mario walks in and she all of a sudden feigns concern like she's going to be robbed away. She She's fine with whatever. But then Mario's like, I'll steal you from the bad guy. And she's like, I guess that's a better scenario. She literally calls out, Mario. Asking for help because she's being tortured. Oh. If your mm-hmm. worst enemy came up to you and you were being held at gunpoint, would you not say, "Hey, worst enemy, please help me"? Yeah, you would call out for their help. It's not because they're hot. Regardless of whether or not Peach is specifically attracted to Mario, my case stands. Mario is a hundred percent hot. That's right. 
Let's get into the headlines. We got some E3 news. And I expect for the next three months, we're going to see E3 news trickle in slowly. Yeah. This is another blow, though, to E3. The conference, of course, convention, whatever. We've It's had its ups and downs throughout the years, but we just found out EA uh-huh. is not doing a press conference this year, which E3 already was doing its own thing. Like EA, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Beside E3. Right. Not but, even beside, like half an hour away from. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not close. When you're watching the thing, you're like, oh, it's also in Los Angeles. Right. And then you realize when you're there that it's half an hour in an Uber to get there. But everything they, in L.A. takes half an hour. Yes. So they're not doing a press conference, but they are still doing EA Play. And this time it's starting on Friday. Yeah. EA, E3 is going to start in May pretty soon. It seems like going to keep bumping it back. Like every other year we add yeah. another day to E3. Mm. So, yeah, I I don't know. I have a lot of questions, though, about why they're doing this i have some theories but i want to get your guys take first on why they're you think they're skipping out phil you want to go first or you want me to yeah i'll go first i mean i i just think that they're just slowly starting to realize that it's antiquated and i think they still want to do something around that time because people have attention but i think that they're going to slowly like i said it, it's getting further and further away from e3 so eventually they'll just do their own thing like everyone else at a different time but i just think it's their gradual process of just backing out of e3 altogether mm. I mean, they probably E3 probably needs to go back to the way it was like, I don't know what, a decade ago when it was just in like a small ballroom and six people showed up and hmm. people were mad about it at the time. But the way things are now, I just don't think E3 needs to be the way it is. OK, that's my yeah. Ben. I think EA partially is realizing that for the past, what, five years, every press conference they've had has been widely derided and mocked. They get to show off some of their games. They get the like. There's some exciting things sometimes. Even people who are haters tend to to speak well on it. But overall, the the impact is man. The worst press conference of them all was EA's. They announced their biggest game by interviewing the the you know the guy that made it sitting Vincent in the audience, Collins. barely even <laughs> barely <laughs> even interviewing. Right. Him. So I think that one, they're realizing like if if they don't have the games, the press conference is not going to make it seem better it's gonna make it seem worse yeah yeah and we look at sony and they're like look we're just being honest and i mean you know maybe they don't want to be there at all for other reasons but they're like we're just being honest with you we don't really have that much to show off so why bother that that's a million dollar plus press conference they put on and they've been a little extra honest too where they said that that you know they don't need it the way they used to where they they showed it to the people you know people buying the game people are buying those people the they do that in like february now yeah all the retailers are showing up way, way earlier than that uh, for their allotments and everything. So I think it's just a matter of that. But the the interesting thing to me, and this is what I was going to say, whether Phil wanted to go first or not, when you and I were there, Dustin, the majority of the people at EA Play were not like people headed to E3 from what I could tell. They were people who lived in and around EA or uh, LA and just wanted to come and see some cool games that were being shown. And see the Migos. See the Migos. Nobody knew the Migos were playing, though. That, that was, was a secret. Awesome. Um, they wanted to come come see you know some of the games that were being played pretty much anybody can come in um i think you have to pay for tickets at least in the past you did i don't, I don't think so you know the migos oh, played oh. in newcastle a little while back really oh. yeah well that may, that's a good place for them um 
<laughs> we we didn't have to play. We didn't have to pay. I know, but I, I thought other people did. I could be totally wrong on that. But the the general culture around EA play. So that's why I think moving it to Friday isn't going to hurt them because like it's LA, like there's a billion people. They're going to come. Yeah. It won't hurt EA at all. It just slowly makes E3 less and less useful. But they were already not doing a press conference for E3. E3 was getting $0 from EA as far as their press conference or their event went. I have a comment and a question. Uh So my comment is, I think you're right. The EA conference has been a joke yeah. for years. Whether or not the games are good or bad, the like the flow, the way they do it. Andrea did a great job last year, but yeah, before that, it yeah, was yeah. not. It's like I, I can see the guy on stage. He's like, thank you all for coming to EA Play. We're excited about our wide list of titles here to show you and check out Out in the Pavilion. Like it's the way, of, almost the way they talk feels completely unnatural. Oh, yeah. Um, which every... Every press conference is going to have a feeling of slight jank by nature. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be scripted, but it's also live. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, is it a possibility that they are somewhat pulling the same move as Sony in that they are holding some of the things they have now that they are waiting for the next generation? I think it's possible. Um, they, nobody's done that in previous generations that I can recall. Yeah, uh, which would have made sense to do then if they're going to do it now for that reason. But I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they showing at EA Play? Like, what what are the games they're going to be showing at? I mean, they the brought Juju out event? and they went, showed Madden off. Yeah. yeah, a lot of their stuff we know is coming out every year. Well, we're definitely getting the Star Wars game, mm-hmm. the uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of the big games of E three. Yeah. Let's see. Is Look at what was there last year, though. You had all the sports games, mm-hmm. which have an audience for sure. They sell like crazy, but not not the E3 audience, really. Yeah. But other than that, what was it? There was a mobile game, and then there was Anthem and Battlefield Five, which both... And uh, Unraveled 2. Did not do well. Out. Yeah, but... But we didn't know until that moment. It did yeah. critical critically well, but did it sell? I don't know. I don't have any idea. I didn't see those numbers, but... I bought it within minutes. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you had a review up that night, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then IGN had the same review as me a day later. What are you, are same you, score. Are we, are we throwing around accusations? I mean, I'm not throwing around anything. I'm just stating facts. Dang. 24 hours later, they had the same score as I did on the <laughs> review. Means they were right because they, they agreed with you. Yeah. For me, I'm also thinking about the fact that they're starting on Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, Phil, you kind of mentioned this right off the top that E3 is going to start like, you know, Monday. Yeah, well, I mean, it's already week. the 7th or something. Know. And for me, like, they're not doing a press conference. And it's hard for us as a small team and a small, you know, whatever, a smaller site, on, more on the independent side than someone big like IGN, that it's like going out even earlier is much harder. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. We ain't, we ain't going to EA to play this year. No. Well, we're at least not going on Friday. Right. We maybe will go on Saturday or Sunday if there's on the in-between time between when we're going to Xbox and right. whatever else. Yeah. But I was thinking we wouldn't even go out till Sunday, but we'll see. I'm trying to remember. Xbox was Sunday. Is Sunday, Sunday night. Right? Sunday night, yeah. Sunday night. So maybe Sunday during the day. But that's, yeah, I, I don't even know. I haven't even thought about the timing. We'll, we'll have to talk about it. After we get through PAX, we'll figure it out. Yes. I'm incredibly excited for Xbox this year for their oh, show. Oh, yeah. It's going to yeah. be good. be interesting. Next one. Nintendo has gone VR in a... Yeah. 
unexpected but also expected move because we saw a leaked thing about how there was some sort of VR shit in the firmware hidden. We've got a Nintendo Labo VR kit out of nowhere. This was like a couple, couple days ago at like 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, it was weird. Tweet. It's like, yeah. hey, Labo VR kit is coming. Uh, basically, you'll be able to get a big kit that has everything that's $80 or you can get a basic kit, which has the basic like cardboard headset with one or two attachments. And then you can buy the add on separately if you don't want everything. Yeah. This is kind of kind of interesting, but I'm curious what you guys think. It's like baby's first VR kit i don't know i I don't think it's going to hit the hardcore gamers like even if they have nintendo and they don't have a vr anywhere else but yeah i don't know it didn't interest me enough to actually look any deeper than the tweet itself Mm -hmm. um so i feel like when the when the bad version is like slightly over half the price of the good version like psvr granted you have to have a console for both i guess beforehand but um like i don't know if i were weighing the options i'd think Better games, better quality, better potential, better hardware, everything better on PSVR for what less than a hundred bucks more. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think we need to think about Labo though as a toy. True. For, for kids, yeah. first yeah. and foremost. Yep. But I was thinking about it. Even then, the I guess quality isn't necess- like the quality of the VR isn't in the forefront of what's important here. But we're looking at a 720p yeah. screen on Switch. Which the 1080p screen on PlayStation VR is considered like low res compared to the other competition. So I'm just imagining imagining how pixely this thing is going to look. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I want to put my Switch in a bunch of cardboard and just trust that it's not going to fall out Uh, on the ground. It's like high quality cardboard. Like I was really skeptical of the Labo in general. The Labo stuff. No, no, but I've seen them in store and everything yeah. and, and touched them. And it's it's high quality. Like, it's basically a, a light plastic, honestly. Okay. Um, but the fact of the matter remains, it is just cardboard. Like, it's it might be expensive cardboard, but you're really just paying for the technology and the, the actual games and stuff, the licenses. Yeah. You're not paying for the cardboard itself. So some of the different add-ons I thought looked kind of cool. There's one that's like a camera, yeah, which might be kind of interesting. There's one that's like an elephant. Um, so Nintendo will do something Nintendo with that. Like, you know what I mean? They, they come up with weird small games. Yeah. Uh, there's one where you're looking into a bird's ass that just, you know, I saw that a bird that you shove up to your face. Have you seen this, Phil? No, like I said, I saw the tweet. I didn't, I didn't care enough to pay any more attention to it. There's one or two other ones, but it's definitely interesting. I'm curious how. Labo is doing for them as a company. I mean, apparently good enough. Well, these were these were you could see snippets of these products specifically in the initial Labo reveal. Right. We just didn't know that it was going to be VR at the time. So we're still in that initial run of what we saw. Hmm. Right. Initially. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious how it's doing for them from the people that have it. Like kids think it's awesome. It's a lot of people creating really cool stuff that, you know, since there's the it has the ability, like you can make your own like contraptions. Right. right. Yeah. Ben, I'm surprised that you haven't tried to peep these to play with your kids. I don't know. For me, like my kids are t- totally fine playing with literally just cardboard that doesn't have a Nintendo <laughs> switch near it. Yeah. Um, 
of course they love playing games with me and stuff. They're content with me not spending eighty dollars, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend eighty dollars. See, I'm not, like, I I'm not going to spend the money on any labo kits unless it was like twenty bucks. Yeah. Whole kit. Yeah. I've I think building it would be super fun. Sure. I feel like if I was in your position, I'd be say, oh yeah, I'm getting labo for the kids, but it's half for me. It's yeah. an excuse to check it out, even if it's not great. I mean, I use that excuse with myself with the PlayStation Classic, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I can show them some old games that they never got to play and that kind of thing, uh, or that they never will get to play probably on any other console. So, like, I do that occasionally, but I don't know. Like, Labo just isn't... Like, I buy them little robot kits and stuff all the time for, you know, five, ten bucks, whatever. And they play with it for literally a couple hours, and then a piece falls off, and then it ends up on top of the fridge till I can fix it, and then I fix it, and it breaks again. And, like, I don't know. I'm not saying that's what would happen with Labo. I'm just saying... Things that are disposable like that, I would rather invest in more small things than one bigger thing because it's to them, it's the same value. Yeah. Kids, they, they don't. Get, well, your kids specifically are are not quite the age where they're like requesting expensive items almost, if that makes sense. Like you said, it's not. Right. I mean, they don't they wouldn't know that it's any like if I go to the, there's a uh, like a tractor store in town. If I go there and buy them a little plastic tractor. They cost eight dollars. Yeah, that means the same or more to them than me spending eighty dollars on a labo kit. Yeah. So, I mean, if I can give them the same happiness with less, and I'm not particularly super interested in labo. Yeah. Uh, so if I was, sure, that would be a great excuse and a great reason, and potentially even a great learning opportunity for them. But also, I'm pretty sure my oldest, who's five, can already make like cooler things with cardboard, like he does constantly. Mm-hmm. Um than he could with a, a pre, preset, a pre-built kit, so. Yeah. All right, so we got a surprise, a, na- a surprise drop this week, and that is a special app on your iPhone that lets you connect your iPhone to do remote play to mm-hmm. your PlayStation 4. I'm a little puzzled by this, guys. So has, has anyone checked it out yet? Yeah, I checked it out. Phil, did you check it out? Nope. So nope. here's what it is. I saw Kevin was playing Hitman on the toilet. Yes. Yeah. So you download this app. You make sure you. Where did have, you see that? He either tweeted it or sent a oh. picture to us or something. He's, he's huh? mentioned it on our Slack. Okay. So he mentions. Now I'm all tongue tied. So you use this app, and you have your PS4 updated on the latest firmware, and it will basically let you see your PS4 screen on your phone with touch <laughs> controls. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. And so you can either use these touch controls or you can connect specific iOS controllers, what people are discovering. You can't connect your DualShock. I saw somebody said they did. I don't know if it was verified, but... How far away can you be? Can you be... Anywhere. Anywhere it's, in the it's, world. It's over internet, so yeah. Over, specifically Wi-Fi. You have to have Wi-Fi. Just buy a Vita, guys. See, even then, the Vita... My problem with these is the, the latency is, yeah. is never good. Right. And so... Obviously, I don't think anyone's making the argument that they want to play Call of Duty right. on this. But I just can't see myself wanting to play any games on this. If I want to play a game with touch controls, it's going to be a game made for the iPhone. Yeah. Or ported very well to it. I don't want to try to control an incredible... How many buttons are... We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Like 12 buttons or more plus directional two on the DualShock. Like I don't want to have to try to push that many buttons while I'm also looking at the screen at all. 
Mm-hmm. I could see the use for this being if you have a controller or maybe even not if you don't have a controller, you could play a slower paced game. Like what? Like Persona 5. An yeah. RPG, turn-based RPG. But what would be the situation that would require you to play it on this and you can't play it on your TV? If you're not at home. You're not at home. I understand the situational problems. Yeah. I just don't understand the desirableness, mm-hmm. desirability of it. Yeah. Like I don't there are no games that I play on my PS4 that I would ever want to play on my phone. The only way is if I was sitting at like the doctor's office, you know, waiting or something, and you had like an hour wait with nothing to do. Because I really don't like mobile games. So maybe I'd play something. I don't know. If if it was perfect, or let's say I'm not even gonna say perfect, but very low latency, mm-hmm. and I had a controller and I had my iPad. I could be at any Wi-Fi, and I could get a pr- really good experience. Yeah, that would intrigue me. Sure, I, I'm I'm almost sounding a little hypocritical because I enjoyed playing Fortnite on my phone for like a minute. Yeah, but everybody playing it was playing on the phone, and every like it was an equal um, playing field. So I don't know. I I still didn't enjoy that experience tremendously. It was just an addiction I had to overcome. Mm. I'm really curious about how. Obviously, streaming is going to be a huge part of this industry in the very near future, right? We have Google stepping in. We got Microsoft talking about xCloud. And now Sony, it seems like this this move here is Sony like, hey, look, we're, we're pulling some of this too, right? Do you think Sony will eventually do like PlayStation Now on the iPhone too? No. Why not? Maybe, but... I don't think you're going to see this being very popular. Mm. Mm. If I could hop in, do some updates, or download a game, or redeem a code, I mean, you could do all that pretty much on you can your do that from the app, the app already. Yeah. But all right, I'm putting yeah. I'm putting a question out there to our audience. I want to know what you think about this. Tweet at us at Handsome Phantom. If you tweet at us, we'll we'll talk about it next week on the show because I am genuinely curious. It seems like we're all pretty down on it here, but. Surely somebody is interested in using or will use this regularly. I'm really curious yeah. what those use situations are, though. It's one of those things. I nothing it, but, like, I'm glad it exists because somebody might use it. I mean, yeah, it's better for something to, I mean, it's better to be able to play it on your phone than not be able to play it on your phone. So, yeah. It, is it? I don't know. Apparently, I don't know. I just feel like was pretty happy about it. He was. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm playing, you know, I'm playing Hitman and Apex Legends right now. Mm-hmm. Those are the two games that are kind of cycling through pretty frequently. Yeah. Which one of the, I, I can't imagine playing either of those on my phone. See, I'm playing Detroit, and I can see Detroit's fine because it's mostly just like Hit X, you know. You would be fucked on those uh, quick time events, yeah, though. Yeah, you would. So, yeah, you'd be hit by cars and not able to climb fences. We got a quick little tease today that Ooh. I wanted to mention Gearbox slash. Randy Pitchford, who we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, who was doing some some lewd lewd stuff on Potentially. Potentially. Allegedly. With uh well no, he was he was talking about some kind of like I'm trying to remember something on the flash drive. That was confirmed. Yeah, yeah that was confirmed. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh there's been a little tease that showed like a a exit ramp mm-hmm. for like a highway that said next stop Boston, yep. Massachusetts. And it specifically the exit was exit three. So of course, it appears like we're getting word of Borderlands Three. Yeah, it'll be Borderlands Hacks. There was some rumor floating around out there for a couple of weeks, and without knowing about that rumor, I sent their uh, or about the the apparent confirmation today. 
uh, I sent our rep from Borderlands or not Borderlands from Gearbox a message today and said, hey, if there's anything going on at PAX, I know you're not on the list, but we'd love to see it. And they didn't respond and say there's nothing going to be there. They responded and said, I'll let you know of any opportunities. So that's a that's better than a blatant. No, we're not going to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm so conflicted about Gearbox and I'm curious what you guys think about Gearbox overall as a company, because it seems like people are jazzed about Borderlands all the time, which Borderlands 2, I thought was all right. Yeah, whatever. But Gearbox isn't always historically a company that makes, you know, very good games. They don't make bad games, though. I yeah. don't think they're like a B tier. I mean, yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, their bad games would be like Duke Nukem, but that wasn't, wasn't necessarily really their fault. <laughs> yeah. What about Aliens uh, or Space Marines? It wasn't whatever. as bad as people said it was. It was. It was not that bad. Really? No, it wasn't. No, it was fine. I I I happen to like Gearbox games for the most part. I would be more inclined to play a Gearbox game than like a Bethesda game personally. Wow. I mean, that's my own personal. Um, hmm. But that's just. I, they're not bad games, um, and sometimes they make great games. So, One last question about Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think they're going to stick with the formula, or are we going to see Borderlands change into the the uh, game's service, right? More Destiny-like, because mm-hmm. it already had some of that framework mm-hmm. as far as being it RPG-esque did. and abilities and stuff like that. You play with your friends. Pers- so, do you think we're going to see a like, persistent world, Borderlands 3? I don't know. I feel like it would be too much of a departure from the series that made the money yeah. to, to do that with. Hmm. Well, that series, you never know. Because the game that came out was not the game that was even announced originally. That's so. true. Yeah. But I, I don't know if they have the, the money to keep something like that going the way that Bungie does. I feel like they have to be... I mean, they have a bunch of publishing stuff that I'm sure they make money off. Yeah. They made a shit ton of money off Borderlands. Yeah. I can't even imagine how much money was lost on Battleborn Ooh. alone. Yeah. Five below made out on it. I was going to say. That's <laughs> yeah. It. They had such huge elaborate setups like at, at PSX. It was giant, big, you know, Battleborn thing. And that game was just practically DOA. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It would be very interesting to see their next couple moves here because I think they're going to be important. Yeah. I agree. One last announcement. We got word. Just hot off the press. Master Chief Collection uh-huh. coming to PC. Uh-huh. But also, maybe more importantly, Halo Reach is coming to the Master Chief Collection. That's yeah, cool. That is very cool. A Master Chief list, for the most part, game. Yeah. Coming to the Chief Collection, which I think is great because it's Halo, yeah. right? So the cool part is if you already own Master Chief Collection, you will be getting multiplayer included for free. Yeah. Just an update. But if you want the campaign, you will be paying a premium, which I think is totally fair. I think that's fair. They worked, put in the more work, so there should be money involved. If you have Game Pass, though, you're going to be fine. You're already good. The interesting thing about the PC release is that they are going to be releasing the games not all at once. So they're starting with Reach as part of the collection, and that will be the only game you can play. That's so weird. Yeah. So I thought this was kind of odd just in the fact that I feel like it's bad vibes because we had such a piss poor launch of this game on Xbox One. And now it's like, oh, we're releasing it on PC, finally giving people what they want. But it's not really ready yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think it's it spells, you know, a, a bad a 
bad, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Is it a bad vibe? I don't know. I kind of think it's like I was saying with the Sony playing on your phone, like better to have something there than nothing maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What are they charging for? Are they charging one flat rate and then you just get it as it comes out? Or do you buy the pieces individually? It's seasonal. Halo Reach seasonal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think they, they said the pricing mm-hmm. at all. So another oh. interesting thing is it is coming to Steam as well. So they're doing Steam and Windows Store and, of course, Game Pass. So yeah. I'm really excited. No about Epic this. Game Store. No Epic Game Store. <sighs> wow. No Epic Game Store. No buy. No buy. So I'm really excited for this just in the fact that I want to play Halo, but I don't want to play it on my Xbox. I don't want to pay for Xbox Live. Yeah. So having it on PC will be super cool. It ensures that these games will live on right. forever, basically. Um, not that that'll be a problem now that it seems like Xbox is kind of moving in that yeah. sort of direction. But it, it makes me sad to think back on the release of the Master Chief Collection because I was very, very excited about so this. So was I. <clears throat> and yeah. it was so disappointing. Yep. What was I wasn't terribly plugged into that culture at the time. Well, I mean, I think I what was disappointing about it? There were so many technical errors and just problems with it. Um Yeah. I don't know. It was like it was unplayable sometimes even. It, like matchmaking was terrible. Right. Um the it was extremely hard to get in a match. But the core games were fine. Um oh, not really cuz you couldn't I mean, if you wanted to play the campaigns, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Campaigns. Um, which I, I didn't no do. Problems. I I didn't even go into the campaigns. Really? Uh, no, no. Dude, the Halo 2 remastered campaign was. Well, the problem was good. I wanted to jump into the multiplayer and I got so frustrated that it wasn't working mm-hmm. that I just kind of gave up and never went back to it. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to play the campaigns again, but I just I didn't. Okay. That's it for the headlines. Hmm. So we were talking about Halo, guys. I got a new segment for you. Yeah, yeah. Rank it. Whoa. In this segment, we're going to be ranking the mainline Halo games. Now, when you say mainline Halo games, I know you don't mean you're going to leave at least one of them out. Okay. Here is my classification of mainline Uh Halo. Okay. Halo 1. Mm Mm-hmm. Halo 2. Mm -hmm. Halo 3. Okay. Halo 3 ODST. Okay, we're good. Halo 4. Mm Mm-hmm. Halo 5. Mm Mm-hmm. You leave them reach out. I will and, and reach. Sorry. Okay. So all the Halo games. This no no like, wars. I'm I'm no wars. Okay. That's a spin-off, if you ask me. It is. I'm talking like I was so afraid we're talking you were leaving, seven games here. I was afraid yes. you were leaving ODST out. That was no, my concern. I, I will count ODST mm. in the fact that Perfect. it was a big deal. It was like big release day. Yes. Halo ODST. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'll count it. Now I have a little bit of a problem. Okay. I've never played Halo five. That's fine. Okay. Just just go with your gut on this one. There is. Are we doing the whole package? What's, what's or is the this campaign? Multiplayer. This is the criteria is the rank. What's number one? Okay. Depends. That's the thing. Now, guys. It depends. With the rank it segment. Okay. We're theoretically going to be doing this multiple times. Sure. So. Same you, game, multiple you, weeks. Yes. <laughs> you have the ability to say enough is enough. And you can place a game. Anywhere on the list, but first. The first is sacred, in my mind. Halo's tough, though, because... But, what? but hold on. Hmm. If you use enough is enough, mm-hmm. you will not be able to use it 
the next time we Ooh. have this segment. Wow. Okay, here's okay. my question, though. Okay. What if I say enough is enough, this game is number two, and then Phil says enough is enough, this game is number two? Mm-hmm. Well, we both. Once you say enough is enough, it's locked in. Okay. Okay. But remember, you don't know what the next rank it is. Yeah. So you might feel more passionate. It's, right. it's a risk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how do you guys want to start? Beginning or end? End. And so the, the bottom of the, the barrel. bottom. Bottom. What's the bottom game? Four. Why? Why? I just think that 343 was trying to do something and it just didn't quite work. Um, but but this is the thing too. Are we if we're doing the whole package? If if we're doing the whole package, I would say four. Four. I I think I agree with you yeah. overall. I feel like four had the least staying power. Yeah. Online. Four is my least favorite of the one. I mean, I haven't played five, but it's my least favorite of the of the others. But see, the five campaign is real bad. I'm gonna put. But the Halo multiplayer is very good. Right above four. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm good with that. We don't. We don't. These aren't locked in right now, unless someone uses their the uh, enough is enough ability right now. Yeah. Okay, so let's say what is then the next after Halo Five? Maybe not a popular opinion. I'd put one next. Wait, probably Halo Five or Halo Four. So bottom is four. How many is there a total? Did we say seven? Seven. Halo Four, number seven. Number six, Halo Five. Okay. So I'm, what's number five? I put Halo One. And number five. Really? Yeah. Mm. What are you putting? What are you putting lower than Halo? Halo One. Probably Halo ODST. Three. Uh, ODST would see, go and that's a why higher. I can't. Uh, ODST, I think, is my favorite Halo game for campaign. I think it's the best campaign. Hmm. Ben, and it had all the multiplayer of three, and the three multiplayer was very good. I, th- I feel like okay, a couple things. ODST was kind of a departure of gameplay, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, from the others. So in one sense, it makes it either the strongest or the weakest, depending on... It's almost hard to compare. It's a personal opinion on what you like. Yeah, I I loved loved it. it. Yeah, I loved it too. But I don't know if it's that high. For me, like... my favorite single-player experience. I was... I think Halo 3 was still good, but it was my least, like, emphatic moment of the first four. Or Mm. I guess four was probably lower, but... um, like Halo One was amazing. It was this new world, this new experience, uh, new mechanics, everything. Like you get introduced to so much. Halo Two comes along, it's even better. The multiplayer's kicking. Like things are just crazy. Halo Three comes along, and it's like, well, this is more of the same. Mm. I disagree with that, though. That it was more of the same. Yeah, I don't think it was more of the same. Let's come back to this. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go back to the other end of the spectrum. What's the best? What's number one? Reach. I think Reach. Ooh. You're going to say two, and I know that you want two in that spot. Yeah. I think Reach is the best one. I'm going to say my case, Halo 2. It took everything that was great about the first, made it more epic, more exciting. The multiplayer is Halo 2, I would say, is the best multiplayer, period. Reach, probably the second best multiplayer, but the abilities, they're a little spammy, the you know the thing where you punch the ground and you turn into the rock hated that annoyed me to no end but not saying it's bad just saying it's not as good as halo 2 the purity of halo 2 xbox live during that era nothing nothing in my mind okay that is like pristine gaming memories right there 
Mm-hmm. Sure. Now compare. Now put the, the campaign in there and, and then balance it out. The only negative thing I have to say about Halo 2's campaign was I'm a little mixed on Arbiter. Uh-huh. But I, I thought it was an interesting way to change it up overall. Sometimes you just have to really dig deep, not know what's going to be on the road ahead of you, and say, excuse oh. me, Halo Reach is <laughs> no, number one. You have to say enough is enough. Enough is enough. No, you can't Whatever put it number say, one. You can't put it in number one. You can't put it number one? So what you can do is... Is put, that a rule? You can, yeah, he said that. Oh, I you can put listening. Halo 2 in the number two spot, though, so it can't Halo be Halo 2 is number two. But here's the thing. We would Thanks, have... Man. We could have out, you've already used it, but we yeah. could have outvoted yeah. him. Yeah. We would have won anyway. I just wanted it to be. I just, I just, I just couldn't listen the to power, it anymore. You couldn't resist the I power could, of enough is enough. I couldn't. I didn't even remember the rules or what to say. I just know that I was passionate enough that Reach should be number one. Mm. And the funny yeah. thing about Reach is, like, that was kind of them just sort of being like, let's just be done and get this all over yeah. with. But they created such they a great game. It. Yeah. This, this is killing me because honestly, I would put Halo One above Reach. Wow, jeez. Think about the land parties. You're nostalgic. No, no, you're just high. going nostalgia. You're yeah, not talking you're about how great the game was. So high. The land parties in this house were some of the best moments of my life. Playing Halo One, we had seventy-five TVs around the house. Um, <laughs> think about the the iconic moments yeah. from Halo One. Yeah. Think about that first time you were in the library. Mm-hmm. And the flood come out, and you're scared to death. We it's sh- just a relentless level. We should have done this after we replayed them all. Do you remember the level, the silent cartographer on the island, mm-hmm. where you're going around the warthog? Mm-hmm. Amazing. I also remember when the, the ending- flood when the flood came. I wanted to kill myself and everyone around me because that was one of the most frustrating gaming moments of my life. Here's the thing, mm-hmm. Halo Reach. I don't even remember the story. Mm. I remember there's the different team of Spartans. I remember they're they're like putting Master Chief in the U-Haul at the end, the ship U-Haul, the U-Haul. packing them away. That's it. That's all I fucking remember from that story. Okay. I'm not saying stories above all. I'm just saying it's very important. It's an integral part of these series. I think my top three, I would probably do Halo Reach. Since Phil locked in Halo 2 at number two, Halo 2, and then Halo 1. Mm, I put three above one. Well, you've, I think you both have outvoted me for Halo Reach, so we have to put that as number one. Perfect. I can't argue with it. You, I've tried. You can argue, but you can't win. I can't win. Okay. <coughs> Halo mm-hmm. Reach, number one. Lock it in. Now, where are you putting ODST? Does that mean you put ODST at four? I, honestly, I would have put ODST probably at one, but um, I knew that wasn't going to happen. You've made, so. your, you've made your bed. <laughs> yeah. But I rank them differently, though, because I rank the campaigns and the multiplayer as separate packages. Right. Um, if, if I was doing it as a whole like we are, I would not put ODST at one. I would actually probably put it above three mm. because I think the story is better than three. The game's better than three, and it had all of three's multiplayer, including the uh, horde mode, whatever they called it. That was like pretty much the first horde mode ever. Yeah. So can we agree to put Halo 1 as number three? I disagree. But Ben, you agree. I'll go along with you. Fuck you, Phil. Fifth. It's fifth. You guys voted me out. I had to use Ben as an ally. I didn't uh, vote you out. On Halo Reach? Oh, on Reach. Yeah, you're right. Okay. It's not my fault Phil wasted his thing. I'm good with it. We could have outvoted him. Okay. I forgot. I, I was listening to the rules. <laughs> Halo Reach. Halo 2. Uh-huh. Halo. We got the four and five slots now. I'm going to say four should be ODST. Yep, I agree. 
It can't be number. It can't be lower than that. So you're saying ODST and then Halo Three. Yeah, because the campaign is better in ODST and it had all of the multiplayer from three. Okay, so if you you want to fight as a little weakling, you're not OD. You're not the powerful I loved it. Master Chief. The conclusion. Nathan Fillion did a voice in ODST. Years of years. Did a voice in Reach too. The ending yeah. of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Means nothing to you. No, it didn't. Not really. Not as much as ODST. I loved. To be quite honest with you, I've never thought that the campaigns in in Halo games were that great. So mm. I was always more of a multiplayer game gamer when that era was happening. I was going to say, you don't play multiplayer at all now. I don't. So I, I that's why I was saying I wish we could rank these after we replayed them all. Because yeah. I would go back through and play them again. Mm. But ODST was my favorite as I played them through. And I never went back and replayed a campaign in any of them mm. um, that I liked the most. So you guys are both saying number four ODST. Yes. I think ODST is above three as, as far as a whole package. Yes. I think the campaign in three is better. Well, that's That settles our list then. Here's the list since I've been outvoted once again. Mm-hmm. Halo 1. Yep. Or no, not Halo 1. Number 1, Halo Reach. Number 2, Halo 2. Mm-hmm. Number 3, Halo. Mm-hmm. 4, ODST. 5, Halo 3. 6, Halo 5, number 7, Halo 4. And it's a shame that Halo 5's campaign was so bad. Yes. Because the multiplayer was way better than it got credit for. Yeah. It was, it was very, good. very good. People still play it. Yeah. So to wrap this up, this segment is shit. We're never doing it again because. Oh, I'm I glad got, I used my thing the, then. The list is bad. No, Phil can't use it next time. So he won't get to totally derail you. How's the list bad? Rank your top one through seven mm, without okay. us. You're putting me on the spot. I am. <laughs> if the list is that bad. <laughs> Here's my ranking. Okay. Halo 2. Uh-huh. Halo. Uh-huh. Halo 3. Uh-huh. Halo 5. Halo ODST. Halo 4. Wow. And you don't rank Reach at all. Oh, yeah. Reach <laughs> is in there. <laughs> you really hate Reach. No, Reach, Reach. Reach is better than ODST. Wow. Yeah, I agree. That's so, a package. So I would I would put it above ODST, wherever that was. I don't even know my end list anymore here. You put ODST way too low is the problem. Dude, I ODST, when it came out, it did not speak to me at all. Yeah. I felt like I didn't like the you way that you were. play it for five were, minutes. I remember getting like couldn't figure out where I was in the city and how to get into the next level. Uh-huh. And... I just I wanted to be Master Chief. I felt like I was like underpowered. Like the point of Halo is to be, you know, feel like a unstoppable badass in many ways. Hmm. Is it? I mean, okay. So that's it. How much time we got left here? We got about fifteen minutes. So it's perfect timing for our February month in review. Oh, Though yeah. we waited to do this specifically. I heard. I heard for you guys you. saying that. I appreciate it. So. Because there was, uh, you know, some big stuff to talk about. This is basically we're going to go over some of the games we played, mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. or bad. Let's talk about them. Yeah. Phil, yes. let's start off with you. Let's start off with me. So I don't know if I played anything really that bad that came out in February. Um, okay. the, the highlights for me, um, two games I reviewed. I think Ace Combat was a lot of fun. Really had a good time with that. Um, it was my first experience with Ace Combat, so... Um, you know, that was that was fun. I think I gave it a 7, 7.5. And then uh, Metro Exodus, 
Damn. was was a lot of fun. We had a good time. I think uh, you know, I think we all played that a little bit and uh I did not yet. You didn't play it yet? No. Okay. Um you ever end up beating it? Dustin? I didn't. I'm so, very close. I need to just do that. Um, I yeah. keep forgetting. Very good story. I think it was a, it was a, a pretty good open world game. Uh, definitely the best in the series. Um and I know I'm rushing through both of those because I really want to spend the most time talking about Crackdown. Mm. Crackdown is a game that I had waited for for about 37 years. Um Crackdown 1 came out in 1972, I think. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> they announced. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, really got shit on by most people when they played it. I just finally finished it this week. And um, I know it's March, but it's definitely the most fun I had playing video games this year so far. Mm. It was everything I wanted Crackdown to be. Um, it doesn't have to have an overcomplicated story. I mean, when you end, it just sort of ends. I mean, it's almost like you finished a video game and they're like, congratulations, you've, you've done it. You, you beat the game. Yeah. And that's cool. Like I'm good with it. It let me do what I wanted to do in that world and, um, have a lot of fun doing it. The last couple of bosses actually ended up being a little tougher than I expected them to be. Um, but I think that was good cause it prolonged the game a little bit and add a little variety into it. Did you play wrecking zone at all? Yeah. I played wrecking zone. Yeah. It's goofy as hell. It's, I heard it was awful. It's, I mean, it depends on what you, yeah, sure. But it's also a ton of fun. Regardless, I think the yeah. campaign is honestly, it has, I think everyone can agree it has its share of problems, but overall yeah. there's fun to be had. Of yeah. course. Wrecking Zone's biggest problem is it has like no variety. It's just the same thing over. There are no, you know, there's no team deathmatch and deathmatch and capture the flag. It's basically, it's basically confirmed kill from Call of Duty where you, kill them they drop something you pick it up you get points but everything i mean you can punch through walls you can the, the destructibility in that is ridiculous no, um i'm okay cu- oh, i'm curious about something dustin yeah because i'm going to talk about crackdown as well yeah how much crackdown did you play uh probably four hours okay at least. it's just so interesting because your perspective is so much different than phil and mine and yeah. i'm wondering yeah. if that's an experience like with the series or if that's an experience with a specific Dude, game or what i enjoyed to an extent, what I the four hours of Crackdown that I played. Mm-hmm. By the end of that four hours, I was like, "I'm good. I've yeah. had I've had enough." See, so I had about fifteen hours into the campaign, and then I did, you know, probably three or four hours of Wrecking Zone. I'm mentioning specifically Wrecking Zone because I just saw how like the auto lock on was weird. You can't hide from anybody, and the auto like you're just getting pelted the whole time. I mean, that's you, there's an auto lock on in the campaign too. Yeah, yeah, but they take that out for multiplayer games. Usually. Not usually, always. I can't think of a single multiplayer game that has an auto like that with rockets. Red Dead. I was not thinking rockets, no, they don't, not online. Not online. No. Really? They Well, they, they didn't in Grand Theft Auto V. I can't imagine that it's in. Did you play it? I didn't play enough to get to a point where I was fighting I'm pretty, someone. I'm pretty sure there's, there's auto aim. I would bet a whole dollar. That there is no auto aim. One American. Ke- ask Kevin. I auto aimed lassoed him and <coughs> pulled him off his horse. Um, maybe I'm trying to think. If you're in like a deathmatch scenario, though, yeah, there's no way there's auto aim. I no, know, I think just like maybe. in the open hub world. Sure, maybe that. Yeah, but okay. But anyway, February I thought was a very good month for games. Um, oh yeah. I I don't think I played any. Like I said, I don't think I played anything bad that came out in February. Doesn't mean they didn't exist. I just didn't play them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That was pretty much it for me. Benji? I played three new games in February. I played other games as well, but the new games I played were uh, Crackdown 3. I won't say too much more about it because Phil 
echoed a lot of Murray. I guess I'll just echo Phil's thoughts. I love it. Um, I don't care that everyone else didn't like it. I think it's a good game, and I'm glad to see that. I mean, opinions are essentially what reviews are when it comes down to it. But I'm really happy to see like so many people say these reviews are not representative representative of our opinion of this game because a lot of times what happens is that games get bad reviews and then people start saying oh that got bad reviews I'm not even gonna try it oh it was a bad game yeah. like it's hard not to let in- reviews influence your opinion of a game you're playing um, like if you see that everyone hated it you're probably gonna have an inclination that you're gonna hate it too um, so I'm just glad to see that like. There's a majority of people, or a vocal majority, or maybe a minority, I don't know, of people who did like it. Uh, the, another game I played was Ape Out. Played that for oh, review. Yes. Um, Ape Out's just phenomenal. Wait, was that in February or was that in March? That was February. Okay. Uh, just a phenomenal game. Had a ton of fun with it. Everything about it I loved. Um, if you want to check out more of what I thought, you can read my review, watch the video over at handsomefandom.com for sure. And then Apex Legends. I've been playing a ton of Apex Legends. Um, just really excited by it every time I turn it on. Um, it's a refreshing take on the genre, even though the genre is not that old to need refreshed yet. Uh, but it's very, it's just like hits all the, all the bullet points of the things I liked about battle Royale and it doesn't do any of the things I hated about battle Royale. So it's just like, it's a lot of fun. I'm sure eventually I'll temper on it, but I'm excited for the battle pass to come. I'm excited for, um, new characters constantly, uh, I love unlocking all the thousands of badges that there are in the game. That's a, that's a lot of fun, too. So it's just been a blast, and I wish you would play it with me, Dustin. Ape Out was uh, February 28th. Thank so you. He oh, just, he he just it. made it. I played it before that, for sure. Yeah. So for me, I've been playing. I talked a little bit earlier this month about, or last month, about Hitman. Yeah. Hitman 2. Oh, I played Hitman, too. You, you did play Hitman. Hitman's been super fun. Uh, I'm still... There are two or three levels that I haven't played of Hitman 2. That's just because I'm still busy playing the old levels over and over and over again. I've already talked about that one, so I don't want to talk about that very much. The two games I did want to touch on hey, is that... Hey, let's play. And there's a let's play. That's right. Coming this week, uh, probably... I don't know if we're going to put Wednesday or Thursday. We'll see. Yeah. It's coming this week, yep. for sure. A very fun let's play you're going to want to watch. Two games I want to talk about was one of them was a game that Holly, my wife, reviewed that I had to play with her because it was co-op only called Melbit's World. This game's terrible. <laughs> Don't play it. Don't buy it. That came out in January, though, right? Yeah, I played it. I'll, OK. Yeah. Fair well, enough. We're going a little loose. Specifically, try to stick with February. Fair enough. We played it. It's <laughs> it's a play link game. So you use your phone as controllers. <laughs> Basically, the characters are in a world that's kind of like uh Captain Toad, but the characters move automatically and you control like either a bridge or something that will like boost them up in the air. And your goal is to get them from point A to point B. This game is so incredibly frustrating. It's so hard to coordinate with other people how to get these characters where you want them to go. It's not even that it's unresponsive necessarily. It's just extremely complicated mm. and not fun. There was no satisfaction in playing this game. It, it actually made Holly and I argue yeah. more and get frustrated with each other. It's supposed to be for kids. So I'm imagining the kids are going to have an even worse time with this Yikes. game. Than, or better because they don't know how to argue. Yeah. Right? Kids sure. don't know how to argue at all. They just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> so I wouldn't recommend this game at all. It's a very cute game. Good art style, but whatever. Yeah. Not incredibly original either. What I played a lot of that was more interesting was Devil May Cry 
4. I played through all of this to get ready for Devil May Cry 5. And this was a, a really good game that I totally missed out on when it came out for the 360 generation. Did, did either one of you even check it out at nope, all? Nope, I downloaded then? it, but I didn't Downloaded it, play yeah. It. I got it for real cheap on PSN. Uh, it's interesting because the first half of the game, you play through as Nero, the new character who's in Devil May Cry 5. And then you switch over to playing as Dante. And this is where it gets a little bit disappointing is that you basically retrace your steps backwards as Dante fighting all the same bosses, which felt cool at first, but then extremely boring because it was very predictable. It was just a different fighting style. And then the ending was kind of eh. But overall, I thought it was, which is a good idea if it's done right, like near. But yes, it's if it's just fighting the exact same things, that's not good. And the story wasn't even really changed up. I was just Dante. traveling from place to place. Like a different skin. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, there was maybe a couple different interactions with boss characters and stuff like that. But so, yeah, I'm. I'll save what I'm thinking about Devil May Cry Five for next month's. Uh, Are you playing whatever. Five now? I rented it from Redbox and okay. I'm going to have to buy it because it is incredibly good. Damn it. What I've played is is super awesome. To be good. Now I have a question for clarification. Yes. Is month in review just about what you played in the month or is it about games that came out in the month that you mm. played? This is kind of what I I don't know if I have any cl- classification. I'm saying we should I'm thinking we should try to be focused on the releases. Uh-huh. But if something really was speaking to you but you didn't mention any games that came out in February. Oh, yeah, right. Now I thought about it. Huh. You played games that came out in February. They're the same ones you played, though. Okay. Like Ape Out. Yeah. I played. Metro. Metro. Yeah. So I didn't want to gotcha. double dip on those. So, yeah. That's it for month in review. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure. So next time I know. That's fine. I, I want to keep it loosey. I don't want to make rules. All right. You know. Cool. Are you ready for anyone tweet? Yeah. So this week I asked, or I said, yesterday we celebrated Mario Day, which is M-A-R-1-0. Very clever. March 10th. In one tweet, what's your favorite Mario game and why? Got a couple responses here. Matt Riggs said, I love playing Mario games with my wife. So in the years since we've been together, I've come to prefer the Mario games that have multiplayer. It's hard to choose one, but if I had to pick, I would say Super Mario 3D World. Definitely the one Mario game we've had the most fun with. Nice. It's a good pick. Yeah. Mario yeah. 3D World, underrated. Highly underrated. Needs well, I don't know if it's underrated, underappreciated. Sure. Yeah. Underplayed. Yeah. That's why. Bring it to Switch. Yeah. They brought new Super Mario Brothers, Wii U, Deluxe, Super Happy. I don't know. Bad move. Yeah. Well when you have three D World sitting right move. there. Well, Lots yeah. of money in that one. Probably. But yeah, three D World. Yeah. Fantastic game. Yeah. Michael Betts says Mario 64, baby. I just remember being eight or nine and seeing Mario for the first time in 3D. Blew my mind. I haven't recovered. Wow. Mario 64 is something special for sure. Was. It was something special. John Morrison says, like many people my age, Super Mario Bros. 3 was Mm -hmm. my baptism into the realm of video games. Wow. Still my favorite. Well, I like that terminology. Nobody actually got this one right. Wow. What? Phil, you got to diss for our audience. Phil, you don't even like Mario. I don't like Mario. I said he was sexy earlier. <laughs> Not only is he sexy. 
Or maybe I wasn't listening, but nobody said Super Mario World. Did I not hear one Super Mario no, World? No, no, wow. not one. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wow. Well, in one tweet, y'all wrong. Phil, <laughs> in one short paragraph, yes. tell me why Super Mario World is your favorite. Why Super Mario World is my favorite? Because I believe that people can love their, their 3D Marios. I think that the best Mario games are the, the side-scrolling platformers. And I think that Super Mario World perfected that in a way. I mean, one, two, three were all very good. Three was fantastic. But I think Super Mario World just took it to a next level. And, and I get why he says three because of him, you know, being kind of birthed into video games with that game. That's how Super Mario World was for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I, but it, it all comes down to opinion, too. Now, you have said before that Yoshi's Island might be even a little better than Super Mario World. But I think the dynamics of playing as Yoshi as opposed to playing as Mario completely different yeah so as a classic mario platformer i just think that it is the best in the best style of mario game that was a very long short paragraph yep but i accept it okay ben what what is your favorite mario game? oh uh probably super mario 3 um i've never played a mario game i hated yeah uh, me but super mario 3 just you know took everything about one and two and made it better hmm trying to think what my favorite is because i honestly don't know i feel like i have so many feelings for all of them i'm just gonna go with the gut right now what i'm feeling paper mario oh. wild card move which one the first one. Oh, but i know i've never played thousand year door you never played thousand year door i didn't own a gamecube oh my at that goodness time. oh my I goodness i wanted to play it i've still wanted it's to an underrated one it's for sure. so good i've literally yeah. wanted to play it for years i so thought about good. being the being the hipster and saying mario super mario rpg which yeah. is a great game but yeah. I don't know if it beats three. I loved, I love the the cute, charming story. How funny Paper Mario is, and uh, I hope that one day Nintendo can release a Paper Mario game that is to the caliber of the first two. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see someday. I heard Color Splash was okay. Sticker Star wasn't bad. It's fun. A lot of people think I think that's the worst one. I think it is too. Hmm. I, like, I guess I, still I didn't like hate it. Mario. That or Super Paper, yeah, Super Paper Mario for the Wii. People were oh, kind of yeah. mixed on. Well, that kind of blended the whole. I don't know, just kind of everything together. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. That's it, guys, for the HP podcast. Another hmm. one in the book. Excellent for podcast. the history books. Where is this book? <laughs> Probably on the bargain bin. There's a lot like you Ollie's. Know, when you're at either Ollie's or if you're at the mall and they've got the books on the shelf outside. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why do you put them up front here? These are shit. Right. There are some places um, that actually the ones outside are just free. You can just take just them. Take them. Yeah. Get them out of here. Yeah. Just try that. Don't even ask. Just try taking the books outside. <laughs> That's right. So we want to thank everybody so much for listening. We appreciate it. It means the world to us that you take some time, spend it with us. If you want to help us out, there's a couple ways you can do that. The first one is to leave us a review on iTunes and a five-star rating. Also, hit the subscribe button. Helps, even if you're on Android, to do that over on iTunes since that's how we pick up a lot of new listeners. You can also help us by going to handsomefandom.com slash Amazon. Basically, that is a way that you can shop on Amazon when you make a purchase. Uh, Amazon will throw back some of that to us. That helps us out. Uh, you know, pay for either the hosting of the podcast, pay for those of the website or other miscellaneous expensive since it's it's not free to do this, but we're happy to do it. Anything I'm missing? Discord. Join our Discord, handsomevandom.com slash Discord if you want to talk and hang out with us. Uh, <coughs> it's a good place to hang out. 
And of course, you can visit handsomephantom.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash handsomephantom. I think now I have it all. Shirts. Shirts. We have shirts. We don't usually mention shirts. <laughs> no, but I know. I'm just, you should, I'm you just trying to shirt. get you something else. The purple else. ones look real good. The purple ones just, do uh, look very yeah. good. I'm, I'm going to buy one I for think sure. Thinking about, we have, is it a long sleeve now? We do have a long sleeve. Ooh. Get up on the long That's sleeve game. Though it is starting to be out of, it's going to start getting warmer soon. It's Western Pennsylvania. It's always long sleeve shirt weather here. Oh. Even in even 95 degrees. That's rare. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.